What's up, aliens? I hope you're listening in. Welcome to the Where's My Beer podcast. Necessary conversation, unnecessary topics. With four guys and a lot of beer, we are out here on a brisk little Saturday morning, Johns Island, South Carolina, at Estuary Brewing. Um, it's a coffee shop and a brewery, beans and barley, and we're sitting upstairs while uh, some patrons are downstairs enjoying a little bit of both. What's up, fellas? Good morning. Good What's happening? Happy Saturday, everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How we all doing? I'm Good. excited to be here. Yeah, like uh, the Saturday routine we got going on right now. It's not bad. It's been, yeah, been a nice, yeah, it's a fun nice mix up. Twist. Gets us out of the routine. We go to different locations. I've been dying to come here and record. Yeah, finally, and we get just haven't been able to do it on a Wednesday. Across the uh, the third bridge, the third <laughs> bridge. Wait, maybe that's what we call. Yeah, this. I had to buy a uh, airplane ticket to get here. Wait, what's <laughs> the what's far. you got the Ravenel? We got the. Uh, the one James uh, Island connector. Yep. James Island connector. And What's before the, the one Maybank after Bridge. the Muni? The Bowhead kit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I yeah. think it might even Three be bridges. four bridges. I don't know. I can't right after it. the Muni, and then the one right to get right before you get on to John's Island. There's that other bridge. You go over, and then you turn right. Mm. It's a really small one, and it's like. Three lanes crossing the Wapo. Multiple yeah. bridges. Yeah, Definitely not oh, happening. Yeah, you're right. On, uh, I forgot about that one. Wednesday evening. No, no, that absolutely not. Yeah, but would turn into an hour versus. Well, how long is it for you guys to get there? At least an hour. It'd be an hour. How long, yeah. Well, how long is it today? Oh, 30 minutes. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Almost I mean, exactly. Absolutely no traffic. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was great. I had nice a couple red lights Which, and that's it. you know, when things get nice, it's probably going to also be this time of the day. Yeah, it's it's nice. still going to be oh, yeah. hard to drive. Summertime. Yeah. Beach, Saturday. Yeah. 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 Well, for people in Charleston that don't know where we're talking about, we're kind of over uh, in the middle of, I guess, Maybank Highway. Um Low Tide's a couple. If you if you know Low Tide Brewing, they're a little bit closer in. We're about a mile away from Low Tide. Yeah. And we should go record there, too. That's a, I love that spot. Absolutely. Uh, Monero's <laughs> is nearby. Um, a couple, <laughs> maybe another mile up the road is where it Saturdays splits and you can head out to <laughs> Kiowa and all that. So Fo- cool Folly spot. is not nearby. Folly's not nearby. That's the other one. Yep. Other. I think I've said in the past that I thought it was close, but yeah, it's, it's not. <laughs> It's like in the other direction. Like I thought when I, when you guys started saying that, I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll go surfing right before, and then I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. no. it's actually not that close. Just walks in with his wetsuit on, <laughs> ready to record. What's everybody? Plus, it's, on? yeah, like you said, it's brisk this morning. I don't know if hey, I want to do. How that. was your matcha? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's matcha is what it is. <laughs> so if you could describe matcha to Colin, who has no idea, okay, what it yeah, is. let's do I this. have no idea what it is. I'm just looking at like a green drink on ice. I mean, it's like. It tastes healthy. It's like my AG1s so on ice. So does mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's healthy for my soul. Like it is, it is kind of refreshing, but it's, it's, you know, there's no, there's no sweet going on. I mean, they added some honey to make it a little bit sweeter. Honey. Um, I don't, it's not bitter. Colin's looking at it like it's going to hurt him if he takes a sip of that. Yeah. I mean, that's my best description of it, man. It tastes healthy. Like, I mean, yeah, this is like refreshing. And I got, it the, tastes like I got cold the cold grass. one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think we should Here, give it a, a try. healthy or unhealthy segment with Nate Page. <laughs> we this tastes like healthy. This does not taste healthy. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> seltzer that's water. Just, that's how I describe things. In whole milk. <laughs> it's either healthy or not healthy. <laughs> oh, wow. There's We're going to have a lot of Nate segments <laughs> by the end. Is of there this. some? You got, what'd you get there? I got so, some algae. Oh, that's just the matcha. No, that's just. My chapped that's, lips that's, is what that is. 
some I'm just stuff kidding, man. Oh, <laughs> wow. Little Sonic eyes. Oh, yeah. Um, that's right. not AG1. Right. Yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah. AG1, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm just, yeah. Yeah, let me get a an AG1, a little 12 ounce of AG1. Like oh, nice. Shout out. What, uh, what alcohol is in there? <laughs> Caffeine. It treats nope, him the same no way. Alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a where's my I mean, coffee. this is, I mean, it's a bit. It's just liquid. It's a bit early. It's a bit Dude, it's almost 11 o'clock. I mean, yeah, we're, I mean, 11 o'clock. You're about to have a little sippy sip. Yeah, I'll have a little sippy sip. We're going to do sip. a couple tasters. A little, little sippy sip. Seven Sipster. minutes. Before an hour before noon. What are you drinking, Mike? I've got the cowboy coffee. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, and a coffee. And a coffee. Yeah. Well, I got the coffee and I was like, oh man, no one's drinking a beer with me. And then I walked over to help Hannah. Gave Sorry. her a coffee, and I looked and saw Jackson's beer. And I was like, "Thank God, Big Daddy Jay, let's go drinking beer." Yeah, first and I was thing like, in the morning. So excited, getting a beer, just get the day going. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, I started off with the Noto de Mar, which is a Mexican lager, which was an easy, crushable ten fifteen beer, uh, ten fifteen in the morning, of course. Uh, and then I got a macchiato to complement it. Mm-hmm. Um, macchiato, macchiato. He came, up, he came over from Europe and started drinking macchiato. Yeah, Switzerland. I don't know. Is that a thing? Up. Is that a thing? Uh, where's macchiato from? Italy. Italy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, crushed that, and now I'm on my second beer, nice. which is the same thing you're drinking, Mike. Yeah, the cowboy. How do you guys feel about the cowboy? I, I like love it. it. It's, it's softer. It's like you get the note of coffee at the end of the the swig. There's I was coffee. Say, there's coffee in this. It's a much less intense coffee flavor than I was anticipating, mm-hmm. but it's like they oh. added. They didn't add like cold okay. brew or other things. They just added like hey, that little. I like, like that. Hint of was coffee. not expecting yeah. to like that. That's what I like the most about it. It's just a little bit of hint towards end. Okay, and it's easy. Yeah, refreshing. that's good. I'm probably really, really, really wrong about this, but it tastes like a really good Yingling with a hint of coffee. Yeah, yeah. It has. It's amber. It's amber ale. Yeah, I mean, it's almost pretty. got like a little bit of yeah. vanilla. Mm. It's kind of soft. I don't not know. to talk bad about a Yingling. Or no, talk no, no, vanilla. Oh God! I'm I like ready. I like oh that I like that word. Sight. <laughs> well, um, I think the vanilla. <laughs> that clink we're hearing is now the owner Scott coming to come bring some glasses for some tastings, and this is going to be real uh-oh. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, uh-oh. Yeah. By the way, we get a lucky chance to sit down with Scott, who's the owner of the brewery Estuary. Um, and also owns a couple other breweries out west that you'll get to hear about soon. So, um, yeah, Kobe, if you want to wrap it up real quick with your dark stout that you're drinking. Yeah, I'm drinking a uh, some kind of a breakfast stout. I think it's the Imperial Stout. It might be. It's I think nine, it's nine yeah, percent. Nine percent. Yeah. I mean, um, there's one way to. There's two days to start the day. Yeah. Two days. To- <laughs> two days with a nine percent. It's going to feel like two days two by days the end to of that start 9%. The way. <laughs> I'm going to come back here next two weekend. Days. I'm going to go nine before nine. To start the way. Um, that, yeah, that and the cowboy. I, I didn't plan on having two beers right off the bat. but um, You did. <laughs> sometimes that's how it goes. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I think this is a good time also to talk about, while we're waiting for Scott to come back up, Nate had a really good idea about sharing our favorite beers with listeners. Like, mm. let people know, like, what we enjoy with each brewery and, like, what the... Yeah, sure. What our go-to is going to be there. We're going to figure out the best way to do that. If anyone's got any ideas, shout it out. But Let us know. Nope. No thanks. They <laughs> <laughs> just tried the, uh, the 9%, the breakfast stout. Now, would breakfast. you drink that beer after 6 o'clock? No. Okay. I just wouldn't mm. drink that period. That, however, I really like that. Man. So, Which, uh, this is the 
Nate's Co- scale. The, yeah, the cowboy. Cowboy. The cowboy. Yeah. Cowboy. I like the cowboy. All right. Surprisingly. Well, healthy, unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Healthy cowboy. Uh, <laughs> what is this? Unhealthy imperial. You're not the imperial. The breakfast out. You're not breakfast taking out? into the, uh, the not healthy the soul into your account. Oh, you also so, don't drink your coffee black, do you? He doesn't I drink don't coffee. drink coffee. He can't but actually. As a matter right, of fact, if this, I do drink coffee, this episode right I now. drink it black. Oh, the only time we ever drank coffee when we lived together, I made a uh, French press, and he had like half of a cup, and he was seven shades to the wind, just like <laughs> fucking, let's go, baby. Yeah, like doing push-ups. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I imagine you like a little Australian shepherd sometimes. Oh yeah. Like, normally you're like a golden retriever in my mind. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. But then yeah, you, you throw the coffee in my system. Or Woo. maybe you just said golden retriever with the zoomies. Yeah. Or or get some Ric Flair going. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is still they suck that, that we'll be back, back boys down yeah. <laughs> we'll be back all right everybody welcome back here we got a special guest with us today the owner of estuary brewing company scott scott welcome to the podcast all right boys let's start these questions let's do this right so it, it's it's really cool now to know what you guys are doing yeah i, I for the listeners, I came up here and gave these guys a bunch of beers, and and now we're we have a couple of beers in, and now we're lubed up. Now, now we can have <laughs> some real conversations. Lubed up, lubed. Why do you lubricate? <laughs> Lubrication. Lubed. That was awful. <laughs> All right, and I couldn't hear myself. So that's why I started saying that. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Yeah, Colin's headphones are suspect. Yeah, you just gotta get a flirt with it a little bit, um, Scott. What made you go into the army? Like, what? Like, was it post high school? Was it you felt like you had nothing going for your life? Was it like that's all you had going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You feel like you, you know, have nothing wow. going for your life. That's, that's all you could do. Dude, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not damn Jackson. I was in a downhill spiral, you know, boys. It's like, I don't know what else I'm going to do. I guess I might as well join the military. <laughs> Some people do that. That's the only reason. I, I mean, think, okay, yeah. Come on. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here with you guys, and I think you, er, all you guys remind me of people I work with in the military. I mean, just, you, we could I be a, we could be genuinely a team take that guys. as a compliment because in another life, I would have been in. I'm sure these guys could agree they all would have been in. Nate, yeah. does it bother you the only one here without facial hair right now? Uh, <laughs> this counts as facial okay, hair? Let's, let's fucking go. Oh, he's shit. You're, yeah, what? Damn. We, we would all be special forces guys and Nate's the Navy SEAL. Just going to let you know that. Hell fucking yeah. I'll take I don't it. know that this good No, Nate's, Nate's Air Force. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and Goggins, dude. <laughs> all right. But for real. I would have been Air Force. What happened? Like, what was um, decision that made you? It, you know, I, I grew up a, uh, a very active uh you know, active lifestyle growing up. And um, so I I grew up here in Charleston and around high school, I moved up to uh, Virginia and uh, you know, just being around in the Blue Ridge. Um, definitely a group of guys like you, like we uh, all hung out together, drank beer, and a lot of us decided to join the military together. And, um, and so I joined the National Guard uh, when I was up in Virginia and Really, that turned into a uh, a career. I, I started going to college. Uh, I got pulled out of college halfway through. Um, got sent to Iraq, and uh, and when I got done with uh, that activation, I came back and I went through special forces selection. Um, my uh, my brother and I went through together. I have, uh, I have three brothers. That's my, cool. My younger brother and I uh, went through selection, and um, and uh, so we both made it. I decided to go active duty. He stayed in the National Guard. And that was that was the uh, I think the the real start of like how I'm here today, uh, you know, brewing beer and 
and own these breweries. So, um, I went through, uh, we, you know, as a, the seals or, you know, any special operations, they have a, a pipeline you go through. And, um, and so the green berets, uh, it was probably, I guess when it's all said and done, it, it was like going back to college. It was like two to three years. Um, and, uh, I, I probably learned more, uh, academics and going through the, the pipeline of special forces than I ever did in college. It's, it's insane. I learned a foreign language. So you're talking about awesome. two to three years of just training. Training, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, what language? French. Yeah. So Interesting. Yeah. Ever, why so, why ever, French? Uh, I don't know. You know, I've been Beret asking that question French. for a long, long time, you know, but... Um, but Wait, was that your <laughs> choice or is that what uh, so it, it was depends, recommended? No, it, it depends on the, uh, on the group that you get sent to. So the, uh, the region where uh, I was in 10 special forces groups, so that was... Uh, our regional responsibilities is mainly Europe, so Ukraine would would be in our area of responsibility. But uh, you know, when Afghanistan and Iraq uh, was was kicking off, um, all all the special forces groups and, and Navy SEALs, and we all shared it. I mean, it was just the nutrition of going in and going out. I mean, you just, one group could not handle it, so shared across the board. Um, so that that was pretty much my like my career, and um, and you know, we now that we we talked like. The uh, I I got into the beer business um, really and because of a deployment, our, my first deployment to Iraq. Um, so I I showed up at uh, in Colorado and within uh, three months um, I'm I get sent over to Iraq. It's my first first time over and um, and I I was I was one of the younger guys in the special forces at the time. Um, it was probably I was 23. I couldn't rent a car and uh, and that was a big problem on the team. You're like, well, we, really? can't, we can't send Scott anywhere because he can't rent a car. And he's like 25. <laughs> Even you know? in fucking Iraq, you can't rent a car. <laughs> well, I, it was like, you know, everything else yeah. that we had to do. So um, I was like, God, I cannot wait till I turn 25. So I have to hear this shit anymore, you know. But, <laughs> so there's a lot, definitely a lot of hazing going on. But um, but yeah, I got, I got sent to um, uh, Iraq and, um, and, and being a young guy, not being able to rent a car, I, I got stuck on, uh, we have A teams and B teams. and um, and I got stuck on a B team initially for like a month while I was over there. And, uh, and so the B teams are there to support the A teams going out and doing missions. And, um, and so one day a team comes in, um, they're, they're restocking on ammunition supplies and, um, and they have a new guy. They can't back up a, a Humvee in a trailer. And I'm like, so I just tell them like, Hey, get out, you know, <laughs> get out of the, tr- get out of the Humvee. I'll, I'll do it for you. And, um, and so I hop in. I backed this thing up. It's super simple. I mean, I, yeah. I call myself kind of a country boy, you know, like going to <laughs> Virginia. And uh, and the team sergeant um, uh, asked one of his guys that was on a team, which was a guy I went through like the pipeline together. And um, he's like, hey, who's that guy? He's like, oh, that's Scott. He's like, all right, hey, snatch him up. And then so because I, back, I could back up a trailer. <laughs> I got moved Damn, from the dog. B team to the like, A team that day. 13-year-olds in Iowa are like, yo, I could be special forces. I could back a fucking trailer up. Hey, that's a that's a legitimate skill. You guys yeah. all have that skill? Hand at the yeah. bottom of the wheel yeah. direction you want to go. That was nice something my dad made sure that I was doing. When he would ever take out the boat, he made sure I was backing it up so I knew how to do that. There you go. Yeah. It's, I think that's a thing. It's legit. Oh, I do it for Eliza, uh, one of Emma's friends all the time. Like yeah. We go ride our boat. She's like, all right, Jackson, jump in. There you Back go. I'm like, yeah. All right. yeah. When we used to take the boat out in Lake Murray, we everyone would go out to this thing called Drift Jam, and there was like 10 boats all tied together. We're all hanging out. 
every time everyone would get there and like, I'm not very good at backing my trailer up. So I would have to get out and back out fucking 10 trailers. And then they'd be like, oh, um, and I was like, how do you guys own boats? And you can't either back it in or put it on the trailer. So they're, they're all just sitting on the boat. I have to back it in. They're like holding on to the dock with a rope. And then I jump on, pull the boat on, latch it up, do all the things. I was like, this isn't worth it anymore. I'm never going out with you guys again. Like it's, <laughs> this reminds me of that, that little episode of Family Guy where he's at the boat ramp and he's backing yep. it up. And it's, uh, it's a, he's like, he just backs a whole car and the trailer up in, in the water. Have you seen the video of like the guys who like go to a dock? I think it's actually in Michigan where like they show up at a dock with beer yes. and they just cheer people that park poorly it's so funny like every time someone that. fucks they're up like you can do it and he's like just jackknifing the trailer into the, the water and they're like yelling at these guys these guys are like this is my favorite saturday tradition he's like the life in the midwest is very simple true very true i mean so like funny, i like though. colin's quote of the further north you get the more south it becomes again oh yeah it definitely feels like that uh, yeah true. true i talked i went up to uh war road minnesota makes some of my favorite windows in the world uh, That's a Marvin <laughs> Windows. Super weird. Doesn't make any sense. But you go so far north sometimes in the U.S. that it's almost like going into the deep south again. Where mm-hmm. they just like fry shit and drink beer. And they're super nice. Everybody's got guns. Everybody's got guns. Everybody's it's, got the truck. Know. Yeah, it's like a weird parabola. Irish setters, is that a thing? <laughs> sure. Why you not? guys grew up, you yeah. know, Irish setters? No, yeah. we have labs. I, everybody I grew up has a pair of Irish setters. Fair enough. I think that's what Brittany would be as a dog. They got, the Im- they got the imprint of the skull can in the back of their pants. Yeah, it's it's the South. It's the same <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, then we discovered the other day that uh, like Michigan is the Bahamas of Canada. Right. Okay. So we're yeah, trying to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when this became a geography thing, but I want to go back to, so did you jump out of planes and shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. What I was getting to, we can all back up trailers we can all we would all be in the special forces. That's basically what I was getting at. I think <laughs> I would say probably ten percent of society can back up a trailer these days. Oh shoot! Yeah, yeah these days. You yeah, know, very, you know, taught true. me to back up a trailer is my grandma. No way! That's so funny. My grandma. Yeah, she. Yeah, uh, she. So she had a career of of driving a tractor trailer, and uh, and so she raised my brother and I, and so she would come home and she would teach us how to back up trailers and stuff. So. Thanks, That's thanks so, Grandma. Shout out Grammy. That's <laughs> so fucking cool, man. Our grandmas yeah. are so different. Mine was like, look, I can teach you how to make macaroni and cheese. Like, really yeah. good. Mine, mine, was, mine uh, could not make teacher. macaroni and cheese, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my dad taught me. I mean, that's yeah, the bigger. That's, it's a good dad. Mine was trial and error. Yeah. I had to, I had to figure that up, one out. Uh, he owned his own business. Always pulled a trailer, trailer with all his tools, everything, and I'd be like a young boy and he'd pull in. He's like, I need to get this in backyard. You want to try? And I mean, our gate is a probably a 12 foot trailer side to side. We had 14 feet of the clearance, the clearance. And so taught you how to be very uh, detailed and backing that thing in. So <laughs> now right. I back that yep. up yep. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Question though. Can you guys drive stick? Yeah. Well, you know, I know, I I know Nate yeah. can. Yeah. My first forerunner manual. Yeah. I can. It's been about five years since I've touched. Since I touched a stick. <laughs> since you touched a dick. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it hasn't been that long. That was yesterday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Brittany can drop stick. It's actually pretty awesome. Is it? Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. Can she? Yeah, way better than I can. Really? Yes. Did Did you teach her? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Right. Obviously. I think we're. Talking Obviously about two different things right now. Teacher. 
No, I didn't. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no, her dad taught her. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about cars. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, Brittany can drive stick really well. I cannot. It's okay. I can, yeah. but it's not great. Yeah, so we know who wears the pants. Yeah, she wears the pants. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's a bad yeah. mom on Jama. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, that's military. So Humvees well, don't, know uh, about it. Yeah. Humvees don't have a typical ignition, correct? You mean uh, a startup they sequence? Like, yeah, yeah. turn yeah. the car on. It's not a key. I mean, yeah, it's not a key. Yeah. yeah. It's just turn the fucking car on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's so, it, like, what, in the heat of battle, anybody could just jump in and... I would say so. Get yeah. it rocking. Yeah. Now, you know, I re- really never thought about it, but uh, yeah, I guess so. It's just a switch, yeah. right? It's a switch. Yeah. yeah all, was, the, all the military vehicles are like that. I was you lock it up station. by a chain and a chain yeah. and lock it on the steering wheel. There's a guy in Mount Pleasant right now who I've run into like four times. He lives Lowe's. in Bell Hall. The black, the black Humvee. Yeah, yeah. I met him at a gas station and he was showing me that. Um, he lives in our neighborhood. Nice guy. Cool yeah. dude. Yeah, do, you, do you see one? when he, when he mounted it for uh veterans day last year, he put an actual like old school, like fucking thing on top, but it just shot out little like, like uh ribbons. Oh, so it was active. It was like little ribbons coming out. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> Going down the street. Good morning. Yeah. Just like a little streamers all yeah. over the place. <laughs> Don't know how that's legal or whatever, but you know. Yeah, it probably didn't exit the neighborhood, so it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, I've driven one one time. You don't realize how wide they are. No. It's a wide load. Like, yeah. I can barely keep my car between the lines. Like, that thing is thick. I remember growing up, my dad had a 4350. Um, and by the time I started driving, the handle wheel, you could probably turn it about two to three inches <laughs> side to side, and you were still in the middle of the fucking road. <laughs> I mean, that's how loose the like steering column was. That's and a pretty so large dead so zone interesting. there. The first time I came home with my uh, my permit, um, driving into our neighborhood entrance, luckily, as you turned, there's a huge backyard, backyard no fence, n- nothing there. I just didn't comprehend the slowing down portion of turning yet at that point. I've been in know? the car with you. <laughs> and so I'm, I swing this thing into this neighbor's backyard and my dad's just furious, cussing me out. What the fuck are you doing? And I'm just like in the middle of this dude's neighborhood uh, backyard and I just slowly get back on the ramp. It's the last time I drove his truck for like a year. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it was a good time, though. Good time. So we've we've gone quite off the rails here from where we were originally talking. Scott, this is typical right here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, we can fucking distract it. Let's bring it back to your story there of uh, you 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 got into a unit because of your ability. Well, uh, I was already in a unit, but I got switched from being a, you know, a support, support, supporting the, uh, you know, the, the guys going out to like, I was qualified. I was just new and I got put on the A team. Um, yeah. So that, so my B team, career lasted probably you know three weeks and thank goodness and i was never on the b team again so um but yeah i got sent out like the the first uh the first uh tour in iraq um i was near the iranian border and uh and so there was two of us that were very new the one guy that just told the team sergeant like hey yeah i know him you should bring him on team even back with trailer so him and i were bunk mates and um in our in our little trailer that we that we use that we were surrounded by sandbags and everything else from all the mortar fire that we had coming in on a constant basis but we uh 
you know, we didn't know, like we're new. We don't really know what, you know, what we can get away with out there. So we, uh, we like, Hey, let's, let's try to get some alcohol going and brew some booch. And, uh, and so, yeah, we, we got some carboys and, um, and we end up brewing some beer out there and, uh, it was terrible, but it was a How small victory. How many times did your beer explode? Cause I try to make beer twice and 50% of my success rate was exploding in my closet. Uh, you know what? We didn't have it explode. What the fuck? So an IPA you, you is... God, I suck at Iranian beer. pale ale? Iranian pale ale? Yeah. Actually, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really good beer. <laughs> but that's what we should have named it for sure. So, um, Still plenty of time. You have all the resources and all the flexibility to do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can name it whatever. But then you have the story of like, yeah, I tried to brew this when I was in the military and it did not taste nearly this good. Or yeah. you make the same exact one that tastes like shit, and people still buy it anyway. Yeah. Did you and uh, your buddy share it at all, or was it just between you and him? Just between him and I. Yeah. As well. oh, oh, man, you, you don't so want to get it outside the, the new guys. Up. Like yeah. we were new guys. We 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 kept it hush hush. So nice. and I never told the story for a long, long, long time. Um, but uh, so yeah, I uh, I you know, it was multiple trips, uh, you know, back and forth, uh. I was stationed in Germany, and that's what I was telling you guys. I, that's where I really fell in love with the culture and uh, around beer and celebrations. And um, and so I, I knew, like, eventually one day when I got out of the military, I'd want to do something, uh, you know, around beer. And um, so when I was in Germany, I used to go down to the Alps as much as I could um, on a, you know, weekend getaway. And I started doing a lot of mountaineering, um, and I was in Chamonix uh, for a trip and— uh, and we were playing up around the mountains, uh, uh, doing some touring around. And we, as, uh, we, as a lot of, um, we call it, uh, a low light, you know, low light situation. We were coming down off the mountain and I partially tore my ACL and it was, uh, it was right before a, uh, a trip going, um, into, into Iraq. So, uh, at that point I was in charge, I was supposed to be in charge of a team. So, um, I like, I had a guy like Nate. Um, he was, uh, he was a U.S. boxing coach and he was our trainer, um, over in Iraq and, um, and he strengthened up my leg and put me through his routine. And so I went halfway through the trip. Um, we, uh, we were with, uh, 160th and another unit and we were going in to, um, uh, to get some guys one night. And so I came down, uh, we came down under night vision in this field that was between an Iraqi police unit and just on the other side of the field was his house that we were going into. And, um, we got off the helicopter and, uh, we start running towards a target. The, uh, the helicopters take off and they're just like blowing dust all over the place. I mean, you can't see anything. It was a, a dust out. And, uh, and so the field happened to be plowed and I twist my knee up and I kind of like, I tore the rest of my ACL. Like, on Oh that. shit. So, um, so we're getting shot at from the back. The Iraqi police are shooting at us. They aren't good apparently. And, uh, <laughs> so, so we get this guy and, um, and I, I finished out the trip. Um, at the end of the trip, they sent me back to Colorado and, um, and I got surgery in Vail. Um, and so that I went through like this PT re uh, regimen and, um, and so I, that's when this whole concept about craft uh the craft beer uh came to life uh originally from me and i ended up meeting the head brewer at Vail brewing company he was a home brewer at the time had had some like professional um experience behind him and we uh we end up opening Vail brewing company together like nine years ago and we have uh we have two locations so um 
at that time, you know, like a, a lot in business, uh, you guys, uh, you know, a lot of people open up businesses expecting to support themselves. Um, we actually carried other jobs the whole time, like a Dell Brewing Company. And so I stayed in the military and I worked uh, pretty much as a CEO or chief operations officer, what, uh, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, I, I did that for a long time. And, um, and so I eventually started uh, training um, the Colorado, like at like like Delta Force and SEALs and everyone that wanted to come to Colorado to be, uh, they wanted to, to train in a winter environment, skiing, ice climbing, high up, high mountaineering, like. I ended up training these guys as they came to Colorado, and that was um, that was kind of like where I kind of ended off in the military um, and doing that kind of stuff. So, you know, if you if you guys have like things that you love to do, I'll, I'll tell you something like don't do it for a living, you know, because that that was my hobby. Is like I wanted to get up in the mountains, and I you know I wanted to ski, I wanted to ice climb, and I started teaching and doing it every day, and that's the job. And now like I fell out out of love with it. Damn, you know, and that same thing we were talking about shooting a little while ago. Yeah. That was it, you know, shooting four times a week, you know, like I, when I left the Wasn't military, I didn't want to do it anymore, you know? Yeah. So my cousin, Matt, uh, is a, an amazing fly fisherman. Like he's got to be one of the best in the world. Honestly, it's obnoxious watching what he can do. And I ask him all the time, like, why don't you guide? Like, why don't you mm -hmm. do that? And he's like, no, it would ruin it. It would kill it. He's yeah. like, I do it by myself. He doesn't have an Instagram. He doesn't need, you know, doesn't need the accolades for it at all or anything. Doesn't even take pictures of half the fish he catches. He's like, yeah. If the second I start doing that, it's it's not, it's not what it is. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I've never really like had anything like that in my life, but I can imagine like seeing seeing that. I could I could see how that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So I that uh that kind of into my I, I'm still an owner of Velbrun Company. We have a couple locations. Um, but about seven years ago, um, I decided to move back to Charleston. Um, and uh. And I end up starting Estuary here, but um, again, like I knew that I couldn't support myself opening a new company in the brewery. Um, so I segued away from uh, from the military and I joined the Defense Intelligence Agency. Um, and so I was flying from D.C., uh, Charleston, trying to do this build out. And uh, I got sent uh, I got sent to Syria and um, and within like a week of being in Syria, COVID happens. And um and so we started this whole process of building out estuary before um, before I left, and uh, we applied for SBA loans, and we have contracts, and it was it was we had everything underlined. I went to I'm like I'm going to do one trip, save up a little bit more money, and uh, and come back and do this. Um, COVID hit, and then you know the world stopped, right? Yeah. You know, and that was like it was actually one of the times I was like, Dang God, I'm glad I'm over here and not there. You know, like oh I'm sure you know, watching all my friends like we're having to wear face masks going around and. Um, and so I, uh, my, my trip got extended there, but, um, but it was a, a trip trying to figure out how I'm going to make this thing happen when I got back. Um, so, um, luckily for, for me, like my family had, um, a very good, uh, tradesmen. And, um, and so we came, I came back and the day that I got back, I came in here, this used to be a warehouse, um, full of whiskey barrels for Charleston Distilling Company. And, it was a dirty warehouse. I mean, it, it does not look like it did, but I came back and my family was in here like pulling up concrete and, um, and, uh, and just helping out and, and giving a hand. So, um, that was, that was three years ago. And so we, we kind of rebuilt it. We finally got an SBA loan when we got done with the build out and everything and we finally got it. So we had to fund the whole thing up until then. Um, so that's, uh, that's how like estuary came, came <laughs> to be. Yeah. I was about to say, man, you've had 
almost like these blessings in the side, like like in the shadows, almost like you went on this like operations like mission, fully tore your ACL. Like if that didn't happen, you would probably have never went to Vale, never met the guy you brewed with, never enjoyed the skiing, the ice yeah. climbing, like all of that, and then you like. You know, whatever would have led you back to Charleston eventually, but to to have such support and family and then being able to, like, you know, separate from the, you know, defense intelligence and come here and just, like, fully commit to your passion. It's just a phenomenal story. I mean, I just listening to you right there. I mean, it's Well, I mean, it's all of us, right? We can't be happy, like, where we're at right now, like, unless you're happy about all the, even the bad things that's happened in our life, you know, like, that's... you got to accept that kind of I stuff. I feel like, yeah, I mean, even in my life, I mean, whatever the situation you are in, you have to, I hate using the word manifest because I think it's overused these days, but you have to believe in something that is higher than what you are physically capable of, capable of, and you have to just have faith in a yeah. weird way. You have to have faith that things are going to turn out better than they, they yeah. are at the moment. And I, that's how I've led my life from day one. And I mean... I mean, I'm not a millionaire by any fucking means, yeah. but I'm happy. Yeah. Look, great, look, I look at yourself friends. three years ago to now. You're a completely yeah, different person. Completely different person. And so I like I like doing that reflection and diving in and you're like, all right, what got me here? Yeah. You know, was it drinking was beer? Was it <laughs> drinking beer? <laughs> was it was it uh believing in something? Was it just being stronger than you were yesterday? Like there's so many things just that be one like, percent better. That. Yeah. And whether it's physically, mentally, you know, educationally, like there's always a chance to be one percent better. Yeah, I liked how you guys were uh, talking about your grandfathers and how, how much, like, I guess how they shaped your life. You're right. Like, I think modern day society, like, is it, it's become acceptable to just give up, right? Mm-hmm. To be and mediocre, to give up, you know. But, well, and, it, and the, it's like, the it's like the acceptance okay. of like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm 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 beautiful and 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 i'm i'm great just the way i am you know i mean you know i might not be good at this and that's okay like i'm just gonna be okay with that there's and, gonna be someone and be, and be gonna mediocre be yeah, they're like there's gonna be someone that's just gonna help me you know if i give up and it's gonna but the you know our grandfathers and grandmothers couldn't do they didn't have that choice you know back in the day it seemed like they had just to push through and make something and uh and dan with like i don't know what it is but we need to bring that back yeah you know yeah. for people yeah we're all about that Without um, doubt. I actually was just listening to uh uh Huberman and uh and uh David Goggins recently. Have you got any of you guys listened to that one? It's like your holy trifecta of podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's just like Huberman, Huberman Goggins, and Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. And, uh Jocko. Gotta throw him in there. Cameron Haynes, I should start listening to him more. Yeah. But they were talking about uh actually I guess there was some research done recently on there's a part of your brain. I'm going to I'm going to butcher this. The anterior I'm not even going to try. Not important. There's a part of your brain <laughs> not important that apparently it uh it like significantly it grows very quickly when you do things that you don't want to do. And it shrinks very quickly when you do when you're just kind of like going with it and not doing not not getting making yourself better, not doing anything hard. And obviously David Goggins is like the epitome of doing things that he doesn't want to do. And I, I think he actually enjoys doing that. I mean, yeah, you're right. The, at, to a certain degree, he and might that's have some, started that's that something way, that but... Huberman brought up. He's like, you know, certain people, 
you know, they say they hate ice bass or whatever, but if you actually, I mean, you, you can get kind of like into it. And as soon as you start getting into it, it's like, you're, you're losing that benefit. You got to keep pursuing things that really challenge yourself to keep that develop. And it's like a snowball effect both ways. And it makes sense. I mean, that's literally, that's like willpower is what that is. That's, and that's what they found. It's cool to, I don't know. I think it's cool to like know that that's a physical, like biological part of your body as opposed to just this like thing. There's actually a part of your brain that grows when you do shit you don't want to do. And I, I mean, that, to me, that's just like empowering in a way that like, I mean, I've always kind of had that intuitively. I've felt like, like there's moments in my life where I'm like, man, there's this thing, you know, I don't really want to go do that. And then there's like a, there's almost like a voice in my head. Like there's one part of me that's like, yeah, yeah, you don't have to do that. But then there's another point. It's like, yeah, but because you don't want to do that, you should probably go fucking do that because you're going to get better for it. So and, why don't you drink beers uh, with us after seven? Yeah, o'clock? shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'll make you better. I don't want right. to. I don't want to stay here any longer. You're yeah. like, oh, I have to go and eat. Like, no, you don't. Yeah. So we have a huge lineup of estuary beers right now. I think. Well, we got four, five, six, seven beers to try. Wow. Nate's gonna need someone to drive him home today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll drop him off the way. Yeah. Back so to about that budget. zone two cardio <laughs> session that I was gonna hit, not happening. <laughs> yeah. What beer did you bring up? This is Salty Dog Pilsner. Yeah. Where we're starting out with? Uh, it's Salty Dog Pilsner. So if for, I guess, people here in Charleston, um, a lot of people are familiar with the Salty Dog Company. Yep. Uh, they have a place over in Hilton Head and also out on Seabrook. And it's a location on Key West. So we're doing some really cool things. But we uh, we provide a lot of their beer for them. And, uh, and we do a white label. Um, what you see here and i think we we brewed four of their tap handles but uh but this lager in particular has been um um this pilsner has been lagering for around two months now and uh and i would say it's it's definitely an award-winning pilsner that that we have and um so yeah. you guys taste good it, good, good place to start for me <laughs> <laughs> i mean Light, refreshing, mm-hmm. a little bit of crisp. This is just golf beer. I was, I was thinking summertime on a boat, like something that's just yeah. easy to drink. Easy, crushable. Thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs up. I like it. We like the Pilsner. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it, always a good Pilsner fan. It finishes off dry, so you want to take another sip, right? And that's, that's yeah. the main goal in summer. So uh, do you guys know a lot about the Pilsner? Basically nothing. Pilsner? Yeah. What do you know? I, I like them. <laughs> I was hoping you guys were going to tell me. So, um, what I know about pilsners is that they're good. Yeah, that's that's, about, that's a way to start. Yep. That. basically all that I know. Like yep. German. Yeah, they're German. Okay, can we? Like, they're German. They're good. Nate likes them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those where like I like drinking beer, but I don't know enough about most of them. I know a little bit about some, and that's about it for me like hey you know italian pilsners are a little bit more my style because it's a little bit drier um and i like that but how'd you get in with salty dog they uh they came to us i mean we're um it's well one of two breweries on the island and um and they started coming here and their staff they liked uh, our company and our team and and uh i think we've been providing their beer for a couple years now it's weird there. seeing the Salty Dog logo because, like, growing up in Nashville, everyone on spring break or on holidays, they always went to the Salty Dog. 
And they came back with like their like you know the hoodies with like Salty Dog Cafe on it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I think they might sell more swag than food. Oh, a hundred percent. Like it was one of those like crazy to think about how many people own those. Like I'm pretty sure Hannah's got one from Key West like in the closet right now. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I even know Salty Dog was uh, associated with beer. To be honest. Oh, it's not. It is now. Wasn't that where we were? I'm lost then. It's a cafe, basically, that they have three locations, four locations, and like a lot of people go to. It's a big uh, tourist location. Okay, wait. Where did Salty Dog come up? That's what we just talked about. So, Are you Frittata? I just said it. I didn't realize it was associated with beer. So, But they are? Yeah, they have a restaurant in Hilton Head. A lot of people used to travel to Hilton Head. They would go to that little restaurant cafe. Yeah. They would buy sweatshirts, t-shirts, whatever it might be, like bunch of swag so now they've spread out we have one here at the bohicket marina and scott and estuary are brewing beer for their different locations ah, and a bunch yeah. of like they have like four beers on tap now at salty dog yes okay yeah. to they answer wanted, your question like yes label. i am frittata <laughs> <laughs> i i am i do have my my matcha here hopefully that makes you me need less frittata frittata you need more caffeine frittata ba. but yeah there cool. we go um cool what's our next thing Okay, so we have another logger here. Um, oh, man. Pretty cool. I'm sure you've had it, Nate, uh, before. Sorry, oh, yeah. Um, oh. So we, one of the things that I wanted to do when open this company is make it a collaborative uh, company. So we, we work with companies inside the industry and outside, and this would be uh, a company outside the industry that we work with. But we wanted, um, you know, we're an active bunch here. I, I'm a huge uh, kite surfer and love being out in the water. So, uh I have a friend, he is uh, the CEO of Cabrina, which they're the largest uh, kite manufacturer in the world. And we decided to do a, a giving back project together. So we uh, we uh, take this beer and uh, some of the proceeds from the beer go to help to, to get people that are dealing with individuals um, that have physical disadvantages. We get them out in the water, kite surfing and e-foiling and powder That's board. Awesome. That's so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's just be right That's here. awesome. I can't wait to try that. Funny story about my girlfriend's uh, father. Got a, a couple E4, uh, what are they called? E-foils. E-foils. Yeah. yeah. He was riding, and he taught us how to ride, and he was riding it one day, and I get a call from uh, my girlfriend. She's like, my dad just like ripped his finger off. So he fell and somehow fell underneath the board, and his finger went through the uh, little propeller mm-hmm. or prop, whatever, and literally middle finger just cut in half almost like just ripped through the whole thing had to have surgery um finger grew back like it grew back like (laughs) he's like a lizard yeah is he reptile (laughs) reptile from (laughs) spider-man professor reptile yeah uh sorry it healed except about the top portion so he had to have a uh amputee little cut off of his fingertip so that was a full finger up the top so yeah i wild story i do know a guy that cut off his toe same same story put his toe in when she color. called me i was like how do you do this because i wrote it a couple Wait, times wh- which toe fall? did he lose his big toe oh no that's yeah. no good i think it grew back though so we're all oh good. it did grow back <laughs> man Damn, i gotta get out of these yeah <laughs> <laughs> something about the water <laughs> Oh, you guys finished did, it. Did you save any? That's okay. God damn, guys. Come on, boys. I'm <laughs> well on done. Um, <laughs> Got to save something for the, the owner. That here. was Colin. That was not me. He poured it. I, uh, do you have to say, you guys have some of my favorite artwork? 
Yeah, dude. I still wear, I would like, love to talk about these cans. The black right here. Like original like estuary shirt that's got the sunset on it. That's like wear that shit all the time. It's one of my favorite shirts to wear. Which one? The one the wave? It's like it's uh lined straight across. Yeah. And it's got like the sun setting on it and just is like estuary and like little tiny white letters. I need to bring that back. Yeah. That uh, if that shirt if there was another size that day, like they were you guys were out of all of them because I mean everyone was here and Hannah was like, That's my favorite fucking shirt. And she tries to take it from me all the time and I'll never (laughs) give it up. Yeah. Yeah, Scott, talk talk to me about uh, the inspiration for these. Uh, are, is this a new design you got going on? Newish? Yeah, we these uh, cans. Yeah, so our slow season here usually starts around, um, let's say, the, in the end of August. You know, it's super hot, um, and then kind of carries over to November. So it kind of opened up our availability to do some fun, uh, fun stuff with our beers. Uh, when it's season, we're we're trying to meet distribution orders and. Um, and so it kind of limits to what we are able to do here at the brewery. But uh, so this was us uh, trying to do something really fun. We took a uh, a base uh, hazy IPA r- uh, recipe and uh, we brewed 30 barrels of it. And then uh, after brewing 30 barrels of it, uh, we split that batch into uh, four different fermenters. And then we dry hopped it, uh, each one of them with different hops from around the world. And so you get to taste exactly how a hop can play into a, a base recipe without anything else changing. And it's pretty significant. And I think that's one thing that's kind of changed over the, the past, uh, I don't know, 10 years is, uh, is we used to like change a beer with um, at the, the end of the, uh, the boil process or, you know, from the beginning to the end on, you know, adding different hops, bittering hops. Um, and uh, we're starting to see now that a lot of things, um, are, are happening as we as we dry hop and we're not just getting a lot of aroma but we're actually getting a lot of taste um too so i mean that's that's a new thing that we're working on but uh so that's uh we're gonna pour that here in a second and you guys can tell me which is your your favorite hop we already know that nate's is gonna be michigan so. <laughs> it's gonna be really funny still, when it's still not. riding high i love that off you of the victory monday night thank the, you cope the, the design to just tell you everything you need to know about the beer like the location of the hop the hop's name what country or, or state it's from yeah what a cool I idea mean, that's phenomenal i just realized that there's three the, different hops in each one yeah that's cool that's so cool man now the uh the um kiteboarding kite kiteboarding or kite surfing now that's a guy parachuting into those countries never mind <laughs> parachuting <laughs> never mind forget what the i said <laughs> I thought for a second these might be each an area you could do that in. Yeah, but so, uh, before so we before we move on to the hazies, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll do uh, this our West Coast IPA. Oh, yes, um, and this is definitely between let's see our, our twenty five island wide, which is our one of our flagship hazy IPAs. But uh, this is our new West Coast um, flag flagship West Coast, and this was a collaboration with a local artist, uh, Jen Griffith. Uh, I don't know if she's a I surfer. Think I follow her on Instagram, actually. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's yeah, awesome. She's awesome. So um, she did the artwork for this label, and uh, we had a fun time doing a video for it. But uh, it, we we had to play on the words, so obviously with the. Uh, yeah. I mean, you you guys know it. Like, yep. economy sucks right now. Everybody's kind of everybody's kind of hurting. So we're like, uh, let's just call it broke beaches. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like that. I like the gold can too. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of fun. It's unique. Yeah, I'll cheat. Yeah, let's pass this around. Yeah, you pour yours first. I think we misunderstood last <laughs> time. Um, yeah, that's 
one of the things that I really enjoy about, especially the Charleston brewery scene, like it, it seems like that it goes around a lot, but there's a lot of like collaboration and people wanting to work, work together and like it even outside of their normal comfort zone of like, hey, let's try something different or try something weird. It might work, it might not, but that's okay. And it's been really fun to see that since we started this, like getting to learn more about it because like, hey, we might not ever have learned about, you know, her artwork or, you know, you guys working with Salty Dog. We would have gotten down there like, Eshwari and Salty Dog, what the fuck? Like, this is weird. Um, and it's really fun to see that actually like, I guess, blossom as we like get to know more about the actual breweries and the people and all that stuff. So Yeah. That's the one thing I like about the community. Like everyone, I feel like at some point there was probably some competitiveness going on between each location underground. Like again, you want success for the people next to you, but you also want your company company to do well. But I think now it's like everyone's coming together and kind of merging and just like, hey, let's let's try to support each other as much as possible. Yeah, I, I like that I, about I this community. Yeah, um, back to your Breckenridge days. Uh, my brother lives out there. He's been out there for like four years now. In Breckenridge? Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, it's, um, it's an awesome town. Yeah. Are you a, do you snowboard ski? Ski. Ski. Yeah, yeah same. Um, I Losers. remember probably the third time I went there, all my friends were working and they gave me their pass skis and everything. I went up by myself. I'm like a mediocre skier, right? We're gonna, we're gonna have to cut that out for the resorts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll never be invited back. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I remember I, I got on the slope and I was just sitting there and, and waiting in line. It's like not a uh, like beginner terrain. I was like, eh, it should be fine. So I get up there and I swear the first drops like just is straight downhill for like 200 yards. You were skiing, yeah, and I was well, like, at least you weren't snowboarding. I was like, fuck. The first run, I fell like five times <laughs> getting through that 200 yards. And I just kept doing it over and over again until I perfected it. I was like, I'm not going to let this heel <laughs> kick my ass this morning. But it was like, also, like, you got to play the altitude up there, man. You're 12,000 feet. By the time I get down to the base of the, the hill, I'm like, I'd sit there for five minutes and just breathe. I'm like, oh, man. Okay. Yeah, cool. if you don't, if you don't get help. used to, yeah, <laughs> you don't get used to altitude before you go up. Like, oh, God, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you fly straight in Denver and it's 5,000 feet. Take an hour and a half ride. Yep. And you're there. And then you go from, especially for us, like sea level, like, you know, being there two weeks ago or three weeks ago, like, we went from sea level to 5,000 feet. And then we went and played. Did you? No. Did you not? (laughs) And then going to play disc golf at like 7,000 feet, we're like, okay, it's now significantly colder and breathing is a lot harder when you're not used to it. And then by the end of the fourth day, you're like, "Ah, everything's fine. Cheers. I might, uh, just, yeah, this is really good. I like this one. Yeah. Not usually an IPA this guy. Mm, this, this is the thing I'm trying to learn more about, is what hops do what to each thing, and I only recognize, like, some of their actual um, names now. Like, the Galaxy and the Citric. Is it Citric? Citra, yeah. Yeah, it's Centennial Galaxy. Centennial, okay. This is, like, my type of hop right here. Yeah, yeah West, same. West Coast uh, IPAs are making a comeback, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm not usually Burn an IPA pieces. person, but that <laughs> like yeah, the name. I would drink that. That's good. Make IPAs IPAs clear again, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's the the James motto. This is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, out of all type of beers, what's your go to mm. styles? I mean, that's kind of hard, right? It's, yeah. It depends on the season and what kind of mood I'm in. Okay. But let's do just summer and then winter. Summer. Seasons. Um. Yeah, so. I would say summer we uh we have a our Mexican lager which you guys tried at sorry Noche de Mar uh and we have a version where we uh we've 
we do an in-house lime seltzer and we blend the two together and it creates more of like a, a beach boat drink, lime infused Mexican yep. lager on, on a craft awesome. level. It's, it's really good. So. I think that's right up Colin's boat. We go to, yeah. uh, what is it? Palmetto. Uh, yeah. they salted got limes. Their, got the salted, salted lime. lime lager. Yep. It's just a couple of limes in there, dude. You can drink those all day. Yeah. That's a good one to grab before heading to the beach. Yeah. That's cool, man. I really. What like about winter? Beer. Uh, winter, big IPA. I would so. I mean, right now this this lineup these series are yeah between the four uh, different hop variations, uh, well regions. That that would be my go-to. Okay. I'm very excited for these four. Um. So let's grab four glasses because you you had yeah. four one of each. I got one of each. Two, I got two. Ones right I'll pass here. them real quick. Here, right. I'll, I'll we'll pause real back. quick. We'll pass them out. All right, guys, welcome back. We got four beautiful beers laid out for us. Everyone has their tasting glasses. Scott, give us just a quick rundown of the beers themselves. Kind of what's the, I, you already kind of gave us a quick rundown, but just to say it again, and then we'll jump on beer number one. Okay. Yeah, this, uh, again, this started out to be a fun project, but it was also, we've, uh, every day here at the brewery, we try to uh, do something that, you know, makes us better each day. and whether it's noticeable or not. And, uh, and this was um, us actually working on our base recipe for our, uh, our flagship um, Hazy IPA. And we're, so we're trying to change it around a little bit and like, well, let's try this new base. And, uh, and after we try it out, uh, let's uh, split it into four batches and, uh, and we'll bring hops from around the world and we'll split it up and decide uh, who, uh, who's providing the best hops. Um, in this case, so we were able to do four different regions. So I will let you guys uh, try each one and then let me know what you guys think because everyone's taste buds are a little bit different. And okay, I definitely have my favorite. Yeah. What's the first one we're trying? I think it's the red uh, one. Yeah. The, uh, the red one, which is on your left, is, uh, is the Washington Hops. And we have uh, Idaho, El Dorado um, in this can. So I thought we had three, but uh, and Citra, sorry. We're in Washington. Uh, right here, if you look where this uh, guy's parachuting in, right here. <laughs> <laughs> kind of oh, the, oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like Seattle, almost. <laughs> Seattle, Washington? That does not look like Seattle. Isn't Seattle no, on the coast? Uh, I think, <laughs> I think Seattle is more. Is it more coastline? More, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Seattle's literally Seattle's on like the coast. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, well, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Never been in Seattle. I'm just shooting shots. I don't think I've been to this region of Washington. I've only been to Oregon, so there's some place in Washington that it like doesn't rain. It's like a valley. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, starts with a P, but it's a really cool place. Great conversation. Yeah. Anyway, there's something, there's something about the uh, there's like an effect. Like if you're on one side of the mountains, yeah, it's the place, right? Yeah. And on the other, I mean, I mean, it's very. Uh, they get a lot of precipitation on one side, and they don't. It's yeah, like a tri city, the tri city area. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. So this beer is very smooth. As it's going down, and then like I think you get right. a, like a kick of the hops right at the yeah. End. I've heard that. Mm -hmm. That's that's very similar to what we were talking about with the uh, cowboy coffee as well. Yeah, yeah. supposed to be soft, pillowy. Yeah, and then um, but uh, let's before we talk, let's, let's go through more, all. Let's of them. go yeah, through yeah. all of them. All right, and so second, tell me what you think, okay, and okay. then um, let's uh, let's taste all of them, and then we'll talk about your favorite. Okay. Yeah, okay. let's do that then. What's the second one? Uh, sec well, the second one is the uh, New Zealand. Okay. okay. Yeah, like the hops. Uh, yeah. New Zealand hop. Okay. I think a lot of people, they have to go back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. You know? 
I, I was taking too many sips out of the first one before I tried the rest. Okay. And then let's go to the third one. Mm-hmm. Third one's Germany? Germany. I guess that makes sense. It's a black king. Dude, watching that documentary on uh, World War II on Netflix, I, I think I sent it to you guys, but yeah, just to understand the wrath behind Germany and the amount of the world that they took over, like just rewatching it, relearning it was just like, holy fuck. I was going to say, it's like so weird to hear that whenever it's like studied it in college for a whole year. And just like, oh, yeah, you guys didn't know that? Like, I didn't study it. I know, college. that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. we're going I, to I a science class. A Ivan, oh, fuck, number three is so cool. Yeah. yeah, number three. Yeah, okay, I right. agree. I, I think that's my favorite so far. And number four is from Michigan. But here we go. Michigan. Here goes Michigan. Come on. Come on, Michigan. <laughs> they got that win. Puck. You need to slide one, maybe narrow it down to two. Go yeah, back and I've slid slight, like, just to kind of... Michigan coming in strong. <laughs> Washington's in last. I've ranked them. <laughs> <laughs> I've ranked Appro- appropriately based on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did. I, uh, we did do a competition here. Like, oh so, yeah, yeah. We uh, between just so happened, like, oh, we have a Michigan and a Washington beer. Let's see who wins. You know, this yeah. Hop. So we did this hop championship, and okay, Mich- Michigan came out on top. Hell, yes, so they did. For s- just if you guys are betting guys, apparently, you know, you can Not tell who's going to win a football game by the hops. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. All right, man. I've, are you going to, you know, give us your favorite, too? After you guys do. Okay. Okay. After, okay, Mike, go ahead. Germany. All right. Let's do. I can all, do that through all four. four. So, yeah, yeah mine's four. Germany, Michigan. Uh, first one was uh, Washington, New Zealand. Okay. Nate. Um, I think <laughs> I think I might have the same exact rating. Actually, yeah, is this Germany? Third one, Germany. Germ- uh, uh, yeah, third no. Germany. What's this one? This is New Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand's the one for me. Wow, New Zealand. So Michigan. we're literally the exact opposite. Oh, really? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, cope. I think I like Germany, and then I can't decide between Michigan and New Zealand. Washington's my last right now, but I think Germany's my my go to. Yeah, we're gonna have a very similar number one here. Germany's I mean, as soon as it like touched my tongue, I was like, that's number one. Uh then I'm going New Zealand, Michigan, and then Washington. Wow. I do like Washington a lot. But, but you then I last. tried all three. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, these are superior. And it's just it was, I mean, they're all phenomenal beers, don't get me wrong, but it's, if we're running that. What about yours? And then we'll talk about them. Uh, mine have been Michigan, Washington, Germany, and New Zealand. Wow. But, uh, but for some reason this time, uh, Germany is coming out, you know, more on top. I, but I do love the Michigan. I, I love the cashmere uh, hops in the, in the Michigan beer. Something you don't see a lot of anymore. Um, used to be pretty big, but... I don't know if they're making a comeback. Oh, sure. had a really good uh, sure. crop year. Sure, but, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> um, but it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty crazy to be able to taste like what just add you know during after the ferment 
you know, at the end of the fermentation process, you know, dumping like fresh hops into beer, how much that can change each each one of the profiles. Yeah, that's so cool. Man. I think it's the first time I've ever tried the same beer, but like four different ways. Four different ways. <laughs> like great. I've tried yeah. wine of different vintages, and like the same yeah. wine made the same way, but 2019, 2020, 2021, and they all taste a little different. Yeah. Is the first time I've done it with beer, Jackson, and it's I would agree. significant. Jackson, what's the one you like the best? Germany. Uh, Germany was number one for me, and then uh, New Zealand, Michigan uh washington okay yeah, yeah. i mean but, dude the new zealand and michigan like were pretty much tied yeah i correct me if i'm wrong to me the most hoppy one is washington like on the back end like the i guess i'm i'm tasting the, the taste, hops the yeah. most with that one maybe i think it has the higher flavor profile for sure I don't know if it's more hops, but yeah. That's a Scott, uh, Scott question. Yeah. <laughs> not not at Jackson. It's like, I need an adult. <laughs> they, they all have the same amount of hops in it. So. Well, I yeah. mean, yeah, but there's like the Washington the one seems to is the hop. Yeah, I still stand. I go Germany, Michigan, New Zealand, Washington right now. And I've, I've tried to like drink them in different orders and I still feel that way. Yeah. It's funny that we're all kind of like saving. Well, Jax and I are saving the uh, the Germany one. We're like, Let's, that one. We're gonna have that more of that in a second. <laughs> I just keep going back and forth. That one. Um, and it, yeah, this is the first time I've ever done this, and now it's the thing that I want to try again. Like, I need to do this again. Everyone should do this. Everyone make the same beer four ways. I want to do it all the time. See, here's a, an interesting thing. I am not an IPA person, but I mean, yeah, there's some IPAs out there that I like. And that's something I think that, I mean, I hear a lot of people say, oh, I don't like beer or I don't like whatever. I'm like, there's one out there. There's got to be one out there that you like, you know? Yeah. And, and, and for me, not being an IPA guy, I mean, there's I mean, there's a couple here. I mean, I really like, um, I like the New Zealand one a lot. And then, yeah, Michigan. I mean, yeah, I like the Germany one a lot. The Washington one, that's the one. That's I guess that's why I'm saying that. For me, I feel like maybe for whatever reason, the hops is, I guess that's what I thought I didn't like about IPAs is the hops as much. Is like that that uh, like the strong that, flavor, the strong hoppy flavor. So that's why I'm kind of saying that that maybe that's the reason I don't like that one quite. What as much. did you like about the other one? Like, what made it a beer that you're like, this is the one that I like the most? Um, yeah, I guess. Well, I like the. I guess the New Zealand one has is, seems to have like a a brighter flavor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, almost like I want to say kind of fruity a little bit, um, which I like typically. So that one seems to be the winner for me. Hmm. Um, Something you need to do, man. We need to go to Asheville and we need to go out to a spot that where you can see the hops on the vine. Uh huh. And you pop a couple off, roll them in your hand. Yeah, I was talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle was going to let you do it last week. And for some reason, we didn't do it. But oh, that's right. To like physically feel. And smell it. It's like putting like, you know, lotion in your hands and then being able to shit almost spilled. Oh um, god. And yeah, almost mics. And then being able to smell that like the flavor there. Yeah. Like I wasn't a hop I didn't like IPAs. You think that'd at make all. me appreciate it more? Or there help is, me? Or understand <laughs> it better. There is or something understand to do that, right? Like we know when we go to certain breweries, when you interview the guys that are behind it and you learn the story behind it, your brain does something where you start to attach value to that differently than it does just yeah, right off the bat. sure. And maybe that's tricking your brain a little bit. I don't really give a fuck because well, yeah. it's just your yeah. experience. Yeah. But 
Um, I know well, that's me, what it is. It's an experience. That turns it into something. Yeah, and that's right? why we're drinking beer, right? Because you're, I mean, it's not just for the effects of it. Some of it's just the experience. But if you go to Asheville, you find like a cool little farm that's grown there on hops and you can try a Citra or you can try like a Cascade or something like that. Yeah. And you pop it off the vine itself and you see where it's grown. You meet the guys that are doing it. Uh-huh. You smell it. You, then you go get to maybe taste the beer that that vine has actually contributed to. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, yeah. It is different. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I would now, love to do that. I find my, because like, I don't really drink IPAs. I mean, and that's just personal preference. It's not that I don't like them. I just drink other things that I like better. But like doing that and then checking out the bourbon, like, it's just interesting. So yeah. I think it'd be something worth, worth doing. With the Hops, bourbon though, scene, is that also a thing out there? Not Nashville, but I'm just saying like, like I, I know a lot Wait, of you people. Wait, you say Nashville that, or Asheville? Asheville. Yeah, Asheville. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but a lot of people that have not liked IPAs when they, like in college, we designed like a net zero brewery. So we went to Asheville and we, for the course of an entire semester, we interviewed different brewers and breweries and different hop growers. And it was really cool to watch all the guys and girls that did not like IPAs start to like IPAs through that process. Mm-hmm. They just learned more about it. Mm-hmm. They, why it's so they were just getting older. And as you get older, you start to appreciate them more. Right. Nate, mm-hmm. as the youngest person here. I'm not the youngest person here. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Jackson. Jackson. I, I know. It's, um, but bur- or bourbon's the same way. Like seeing how I might as well made, be the youngest person yeah, now. It's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, no, I get, I hear what you're saying. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, let's do a where's my beer. Uh, um, so travel experience. We'll study abroad. Scott with hops. It is certain abroad. ones only grow in certain regions, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, correct. like like with grapes, like certain grapes only grown in certain regions. Correct. So okay. We, so we did at one time. So I, around the brewery, I just strung up this cable high line, and so you. The poles are still out there, and and uh and we had hops from like all over the United States, and we were growing it here. At yeah, the brewery. I mean, it looked awesome, and uh, so there was vines going up all over the place, and then the neighborhood kids came. No, uh, <laughs> and there was little Tarzans like swinging around on hop vines all over the place, and they pretty much over the course of two years killed all our hop plants. So. Oh, damn it. Yeah, if you kids are listening. I mean, you can't believe, like, blame kids being kids, but you can blame <laughs> you can, the fucking hey, parents. I can pretty much blame the kids. <laughs> hey, yeah. parents. Stop being dicks. Yeah, fuck those parents. Yeah, look, don't shoot the kids with BB guns, but shoot the parents. <laughs> yeah. Like, you should be able to shoot a parent with a BB gun when your kid acts hey, like Hey, those asshole. kids are just being adventurous. They're just trying to, you know... Uh, don't cage a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't domesticate the child. Yeah, yeah. Low Tide. <laughs> so we're reading. Low Tide uh, has done some funny videos. Of- Dude, I oh. love their. They're one with the, the adults running in the exactly. uh, courtyard. I love. It. Yeah, every bit of it. Ex- so true. Yeah, so I. I do know that I've found that there's certain breweries that we go to more often because it's less like parents just letting their kids off the leash and letting them run. There's definitely certain places where I'm like, mm, I'm not going to go there because I just, it's too, it's too chaotic. And especially with like, if we bring our dog and like the dogs, you know, one dog friendly breweries, number one, that's going to be our first place we go to. We bring Cosmo, we hang out. But when there's kids running around, they just grab your dog by the face and run away. I'm like, who's fucking, whose kid is this? Cause you're about to get kicked. <laughs> like, don't walk up and grab a dog by the face because it's not going to go well one time. And then you're going to blame the dog and it's definitely the kid's fault. Um, is that why we don't go to Hopco anymore? Kinda, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Michigan's taking over. Michigan's number one. <laughs> Until it Jim Harbaugh leaves. It definitely grows on you. There's more going on in the Michigan one, I feel like. 
got a, like yeah, a, like a cheating scandal and. Why <laughs> well, you got to go there? <laughs> we we won that game fair and square. <laughs> we were the better team that day. Yep. No one can yeah, deny it. Yeah. Oh. Nope. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You watch football. I do. Yeah, Here's yeah, your team. My what? what my college, college, college team. Yeah, college team. College. I would. You know. If you say I would, Alabama, I would I'd swear say, to God. I'd say North Carolina these days. Oh, that's fair. Then, yeah. Okay. yeah. What about NFL? The Broncos. Uh, yeah. Oh man, sense. that makes sense. Man, it's Russell a, Wilson. That's embarrassing. It's a rough. Yeah, that's a rough team to Can I bring him back here for right now. Season, uh, I think we should bring Peyton you, Manning back. That's what. I guess <laughs> you fucking. Should. How do you feel about Sean Payton? I mean, do we really have to talk about it right now? <laughs> All right, that yeah, says we don't. We don't. We don't. <laughs> well. Hey, this, some exciting playoff games coming up this weekend. I think we got one tonight. We got two today. Miami. Or two today? Miami, Kansas City. Yeah. In like wind chill of negative yeah, four. Yeah, that'll be Two is going to throw 50 interceptions. Did you see Miami's like 0-12 when the temperature's Under below 30. 40 degrees yeah. or something like that? I'm like, oh, then we know who's going to win they, this game. I think the rule is like if they wear candy-ass uniforms, they suck in the cold. Huh. Interesting. That's the stat. Miami and the Chargers. They're very bad. <laughs> you heard it here now. Miami, 100. Kansas City, 7. <laughs> Kansas City's winning that And they game. only get a touchdown from a pick six from Tua. But Calling it now. Um, anyways. Moving <laughs> yeah, on from right. sports because we don't watch the NFL here. Um, uh, yeah, we do. I do. I watch a lot of it. Everybody else does not. They don't. Just so everybody knows. Okay, Nate, we're done. <laughs> they're, 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 they just, they just watch their... their so so Scott. <laughs> um what we wanted to finish this segment on is kind of what you I I believe to incorporate into your uh facilities but uh, like that like a veteran owned business. I guess what does that mean to you? What does that mean to the community and how does it help yourself being a veteran and then others around you? Loaded question. We need a 500 <laughs> word essay by the end of this podcast, please. Um, yeah, I, you know, having like a, uh, I would say like the career I had in the mil- military was very high tempo and um, very diverse. And, and for, I, I guess for a lot of guys that uh, get experience that, you know, I guess across the board in the military, it's, uh, especially the fast tempo part. It's kind of like hard to get out of the military and then do something that matches that kind of work. Um, so uh, I can tell you right now, like owning a business um, it does that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's scratches all, that itch. It's all over the place. Uh, it's very diverse. Um, uh, it's scary at times, uh, rewarding at times, but uh, you know, I think a lot of uh, people that if they go in the military for the right reasons, uh, you know, they have a, a given back. Um, uh, there's something to them that, that wants to give back. And, and so here at, at, at Estuary, you, I wanted to make sure that we, uh, we carried that over as a business and how to help the community as we can. I mean, we, we tried to do what we can, um, you know, every year for nonprofits that are doing events. Um, but you know, the one thing that we've definitely stuck to, uh, just cause I, I value being like healthy and, um, and doing, doing active and, uh, and healthy things in life. 
you know, we, we really are attached to, um, to the Drifter project that, you know, that we talked about. So, um, so for me, that's, that's, you know, what it is. It's, uh, it's fast tempo, man. And, uh, and I, I like being able to come in and something changes every day and, and we have to figure it out every day is problem solving here. And, uh, and that's what business is all about. It's not quitting and figuring it out. So that's how it kind of carried over. Um, but you know, I, I think it's it's really important to uh, to to definitely support uh, veterans as they they come in. I mean, um, you know, veterans a lot of times cannot support themselves with a, a retirement check. Uh, you know, they they definitely have to work, and and so it's sounds they're the like first time like a lot of you know their lives like trying to do something outside the government and and figuring it out and support them and their family and um, and they although they have probably like a, a good work ethic and. Uh, but there's a whole different side that you guys like have experienced since you were 20, you know, yeah. there's, you know, there's no paychecks coming in from the government now. And like, and now you got to go out there and figure it out. So, um, so I think like one supporting them and also, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, people that are successful in the civilian world can come and, and be mentors and, uh, and help those guys out in ways that they're just kind of like don't have experience on. So it's really cool to be able to support uh, those guys, and um, I, w- I would say I, have, I had a lot of support just from friends and family, like along the years, and it's helped me be successful. No one given anything, but people supporting in the ways they can. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I think not only in that scenario, but everyone's scenario, like support someone to hold your back when you need it, goes yeah. so much further than being alone. Yeah. Um, but I've I've noticed a lot of that as a recruiter that does, you know, recruitment. We, I do talk a lot to individuals that are either transferring out of the military. We do like a skill bridge program or they're fresh out and they're like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Trying to figure out transferable skills. Yeah. Because like you have so many things, but like trying to figure out how to use that in a civilian lifestyle is probably really fucking hard. <laughs> Yeah. like but i mean with the military i mean it's like a lot of leadership skills like it's stiff yeah but it's different you know you, yeah there's there's definitely a difference between being a leader in the military and being a leader in, in the civilian <laughs> yeah. world you know oh, yeah. like you can't if say, you, you can't talk the way <laughs> the if same you way. don't do it in the military yeah. then like it's it could be the end of your career or you know yeah <laughs> throwing in the brig or you know whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever happens but uh um but you definitely have to like I, I've learned a lot like over over the past you know nine years of being a business owner and and uh, and I'm still learning every day and that's that will always I think be the hardest part is trying to lead people um, and figure it out so yeah that's one thing yeah just leading people enjoying their environment what they thrive in how their communications get like change between people like. That's a very difficult task to do is to lead people to, to understand each individual to who they are and how they develop. I agree with that. Yeah. That's something I'm currently like pursuing in my career. Well, so. it's a cool, it's a cool thing to know that, uh, you know, buying beer here, buying coffee or what have you, you're not only, you know, supporting a business, but you're supporting the cause that you got going on here. Yeah. So thanks man. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, before we wrap this up, is there anything happening in January or February or in the upcoming months that you guys are doing that you want to talk about? 
kind of uh, so we are uh, trying to revolt against dry January here. So if you guys Same. could help, <laughs> help out with that. Right? <laughs> There's only 30 glasses on this table right now. Guys, I'm buzzed. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Yes. Okay, uh, so <laughs> it's noon and Nate's drunk. This is amazing. Yeah, one of the <laughs> before noon on a Saturday. Good lord. <laughs> uh, okay, so one of the really cool things that we've uh, we've been doing for uh, a few weeks now. I think we started uh, at the end of November. We're doing uh, every Sunday from three to six. We're doing a uh, a songwriter local songwriters come in and they record here at the brewery, Heck and yeah. um. And so it, it's been cool. Like new faces show up, and uh, and there are a lot, a lot of talented uh, people around here, and they they come and play. So we do that every Sunday, three to six. Um, Dang, that's neat. That's badass. Yeah, we got to do that. They uh, just play downstairs, like yeah, down, set up yeah, the stage for them or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, uh, I like to call it a couch, our couch series, and they'll they'll sit on the couch, and you know, five people with guitars will be taking turns. That's cool. Make it around, Damn, so. I want to come in and just listen. Underground as fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, and then uh, the, you know, the next big thing here in Charleston is the uh, Charleston Food and Wine. Uh, a lot of local breweries will be participating in that and the uh, the culinary village. So, uh, you know, right now we are we're working to produce some of the best beer that we can. As you know, that's kind of the debut here in Charleston. You know, each year for people coming in. Uh, so that's between those two, and we. Just stay tuned into our social media. We we try to do events all the time. Um, some of them are off the hip and uh, very sporadic. And you know, I get yelled out about that about all the time. But you know, we're going to do it anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we'll need to come out and hang out with Jonathan sometime. We met him at uh the beer uh, beer fest. Okay. And which one? The the big one at uh Riverfront Park, Charleston Beer Fest. Okay. Yeah. So we yeah. hung out and talked with Jonathan for a little bit, and we were trying to get come and actually come interview him at some point and then it's really far away on weekdays and yeah. that's bad schedule for him bad schedule for us and it's one of those we're like hey well we need to come out here one day and just get drunk with y'all and talk and hang out so yeah. i'm really glad we got to, got to do this though yeah, yeah. we have a, a really cool team uh, uh jonathan um he's been with us for uh, man over six months yeah. yeah for sure since summer and um he uh he was one of the head brewers over at Guinness yep. and um and he came here to he helped uh, change a lot of things uh, a lot of processes that uh that we've been doing to make us you know a lot better so uh as you can see like we're producing some amazing beer now and um and that's our goal you know to be better and better uh, we also have a, a guy our assistant brewer in here and he's uh, straight out of college he um he worked in the um. Uh, he did this like home brew competition uh with uh baker and brewer. baker and brewer yeah I, pre I the shutdown uh, r.i.p yeah yeah and he he won uh he won like the whole brewer competition and um super super awesome kid um chemistry background so he uh he won the home brew uh, competition for a sour and his uh he named it uh kiwi miss kiwi kiwi me kiwi and me smalls Kiwi and me smalls. Kiwi and me smalls. Yeah, that's nice. So, um, but yeah, he's uh, so both of those guys. They are they're working magic and doing a lot more than uh, every day in the back. So it's cool. And it's our front of the house team too. You know, just always uh, trying to be better and smiling faces when you come in here and doing awesome work. So, <laughs> well, it's a cool spot to come in here on Saturday morning and have a couple dogs out of here. Have the parking lot full. People down there drinking coffee. You got. 
Nate types drinking matcha, whatever the fuck that is. I'm going to have to finish that thing, sober myself up. You still haven't finished the matcha? Beans and barley. But um, yeah, guys, follow Estuary Brewing Company on Instagram. Follow Where's My Beer. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you all next week. Thanks, guys. See ya.